Paul, welcome everyone. Good to see you all. Just want to say to you this morning that um, I really feel that as I speak this morning that there will be a flow of life. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to flow powerfully uh, as I begin to speak this message. And I would encourage you to open the, the doorway, the gate, the, uh, the part of your life that holds your inner world um, in the place that it is. I'd, I'd, I'd encourage you to throw open the doorway of your heart this morning. Throw open the doorway of your spirit today because I believe that you're going to get a download from heaven that is going to change your life. I believe that there is an anointing on this word that will dramatically change the way that we live life, that the way that we see God, the way that we see ourselves, the way that we interact with the Holy Spirit and the way that we allow the Word of God to speak into our lives this morning. So I believe that there is going to be a change, a profound change. And I want to get you ready for that change this morning because I believe that God is doing something in this series. God is doing something in your heart. God is doing something right now in your life and in your space, wherever that is happening this morning. You know, I just want to encourage you that God is about building his church. He's doing something in your life. You may not feel it. You may not uh, know what it is, but I guarantee you that change is happening in your world this morning. And I just praise God for it right now. So I just want to welcome you to uh, this morning's service. Having uh, said that, Welcome all those who are online with us as well. Uh, just want to say thank you. It's great that you've plugged in, that you've tuned in to our service this morning, uh, and it's great to, to be with you today. So I'm going to launch in. We are continuing with our series on having faith in God. Uh, so has anyone got anything out of this series so far? About three. Excellent. Praise God. It's a good series then. If it was two, then it's not worth it, but if it's three, it's okay. So uh, are you okay if I have a bit of fun this morning? Okay, because uh, I always preach better when I'm having fun, so uh, that's cool. So we are continuing this series on faith. Uh, as believers, I firmly believe that we are called to live a life of faith. Uh, over the last few weeks that we've talked about having faith in God, I've, I've spoken about starting small, keeping it simple, and going with the kick. And this morning, I'm going to continue on with this whole theme around going with the kick this morning, because I really felt like uh, last week's message could have gone for a, uh, a fair while, but I cut it short because I felt like the, the, it was better to do it in two parts, leave you wanting more than saying, gee, I wish he'd shut up. So um, that's always a good thing for a speaker, uh, a, in particular a preacher. So uh, you can say today, gee, I'm glad he's doing the second part of that. I was really looking forward to that. So, so here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Now, there is a flow to your spirit this morning. There is a dynamic at work uh, in this message. I thank you that your word is going to come alive. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are hovering, ready to do things in people's lives. Even now, you're doing stuff. You're, you're, you're reshaping, reshifting. You're just uh, changing some things in our thinking and our understanding of your word. And I pray that this morning is no different. Lord, we want you to move in this message. We need to hear you in this message. And I pray you're anointing upon me that you take my words and just transform them into to a way that people hear. I pray that people hear stuff that I'm not even saying. I pray that you just do something powerful in people's lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I'm going to continue on with this whole thing around going with the kick. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, consequently faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. Everyone say, Word 
word, word, word of Christ, okay? Uh, there's two Greek words that are translated word in the Bible. They are logos and they are rhema. Everyone say logos and rhema. Okay. Last week I, I went into providing a little bit of clarity around both of those terms, but it's on the term rhema today that I want to really drill down on a little bit more for us this morning. And just quietly, this is the last se- uh, message in this series, current series on faith. So again, we just want to leave you wanting more rather than saying, just wish they'd shut up about faith. So um, that's, we're just going to have a great time next week with uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, um, Daryl Potts, it's going to be great. He's an incredible man of God. I've got to tell you, an incredible man of God. And you're in for a treat next Sunday hearing past, uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Daryl Potts. You can tell he, he goes to the Alpha Crucius uh, school, uh, like the, the Bible college, because everyone who goes there is a Reverend Doctor. <laughs> We've got our very own Reverend Doctor, uh, Dean O'Keefe, in the house today. So, Raymond, Raymond, get back on track. Okay, sorry. Rhema is a spoken or a written word to an individual or to a group. It can be commanded, it can be directed, uh, it's said clearly and vividly in unmistakable terms and in an undeniable language. I've got to tell you, when you hear a rhema word, there's no confusion. The only confusion is going to come in your heart where you're going to listen more to what the enemy says rather than to what the Word of God says. So I'm going to encourage you to, to listen what the Spirit of God says to you this morning. Uh, and, and run with that. So in the New Testament, the word rhema, it carries this idea of a quickened word. John 6, 63 says, it is the spirit that quickens. Everyone say quickens. So the word quickening, it's a powerful word. I, I shared this last week where out of uh, the, uh, the dictionary.com, the meaning of the word quickening was absolutely mind-blowingly powerful when you understand it. It says that the, initial, the quickening means the initial signs of the baby's life felt by the mother as a result of the baby moving. In other words, it's that first kick that you get. It's the first wriggle, the first movement by the baby in the womb. And it lets mum know that there is life within her womb. There is life happening. There's movement happening. And this is a, for a, a mum and a, and a dad, this is where it starts to get real. This is where, uh, you know, you start to think about everything that's going on in your world. It starts to get really real. So the quickening lets us know that there is life in the womb. There is life in the womb. So let me think about this. When we're reading the Word of God, we're listening to a a message or a preaching from an anointed preacher. We, we, We get a prophetic word or a word of knowledge. We get a word of wisdom somewhere. Someone speaks to us and all of a sudden there's this Boom, 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 in your chest or you, you, you get a quiver in your liver or something happens and you, you know that God's talking to you because you get this, this quickening with inside of you. You know that there is life on that word. Things are about to get very real for you. Things are about to change. Things are about to happen in your world because there's this quickening that lets you know that there is life within that word. And I want to encourage you this morning, go with the kick. 
Go with the kick. Write down what the Spirit of God says to you. Underline the passage in the Bible that you just felt God breathe on. You know, do something. You know, get a highlighter pen. Do whatever it is that you need to do to mark that time. I often write the date next to that passage because I can go back to that time. When I'm struggling, I'm saying, God, why can't I hear your voice? Why is it that you're not talking to me right now? I'm struggling in, in being able to discern your voice. I go back to my Bible. I'll find a passage where there's a date next to it. And I can say, God, you spoke to me on this date and I know that you can do it again today. So simple. So simple. That was, that, that's a freebie. That's not even the message. Here's one of the most powerful truths in the Word of God. John 6, 63. Say this with me. It's the Spirit that quickens. It's the Spirit that quickens. See, the, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, says Jesus, they are spirit and they are life. See, quite often uh, the NIV version and other versions, they say uh, the, the, the Spirit gives life. The Christian life was never meant to be lived in our own strength or our own effort. It's impossible to enjoy an overcoming and victorious Christian life without the Spirit of God's help. I want to tell you that this morning, just in case you didn't know. God's not looking for our ability. He's looking for our surrender. That's why a lot of the times we have our hands raised in worship. It's because, Lord, I'm here. I'm worshipping you. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your way. I surrender to your presence this morning. It's, a, it's an outward sign of an inward action and an, in, in an attitude of a heart. See, it's not our talent or our intellect or our effort that needs God needs. It's our surrender. John 15 verse 5, Jesus said to, to his disciples, he says, apart from me. In other words, without the Holy Spirit's help, without the Spirit of God's presence, without his word, he goes on and says, we can do nothing. Without God, we can do nothing. We can do nada, zip, zero. It, it, it's not a little, we can do, can't just do a little bit. No, the word of God's pretty clear, it's nothing. Apart from God, we can do nothing. In other words, without God, all of our strength, our effort, and our intellect can produce nothing of eternal value or significance. We need the presence and the power and the person of the Holy Spirit working through us to enjoy the abundant life that Christ has promised. And this is only accessed by having faith in God. Do you have faith in God this morning? underwhelmed with that response. <laughs> Do you have faith in God this morning? Yeah. Okay, just give the person a nudge next to you. If they look like they're falling asleep, there's be a dribble sign just down like that. So just, just give them a nudge to say, just wake up a little bit. That's right. Can I just have those back two doors open, please? Let a bit of air flew, flow through. This is too an important a message for you to fall asleep in. And trust me, I'm not going to let you fall asleep. John 6, 63, it is the Spirit that quickens. This word again, it means to, uh, the quicken word means to vitalize, to give life, to preserve life, to be made alive. So the quickening Spirit, this, this term is primarily a phrase that's used in the King James Version of the Bible. Most translations would say a life-giving Spirit. 
So we need to receive life and to be preserved by life. We need to receive life initially, which takes place at the time of conversion when we get saved. But also we need to be preserved by life continually. And that's an ongoing relationship in allowing the sanctification work of God to take place in our lives. So the Bible helps us to learn two things. Two things the Bible helps us to learn today. Number one, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. It's Him that quickens us. In John chapter 6, verse 63, you might have heard me say this to you three times already this morning. The Spirit gives life. Are you starting to get the picture? Okay, that's not in the, the Scripture. It's just, that's me putting a smiley face at the end with a halo because it's an anointed word. All right, okay. So that, uh, the Spirit gives life. Are you getting this? Sure. Show me your halo. Oh, sorry. It's the Spirit that gives life. 1 Peter 3.18 says, For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. He was made, it was the Holy Spirit that raised him up. Wow. Okay. It is so good. It is really good. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 says, So it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, and I put in brackets Christ, because that's who the second or the last Adam is, was made a quickening spirit. <clears throat> What does that mean? It means that Adam needed life to be given to him, but Christ has life within him. Ooh, come on. Stir yourself this morning. I tell you what, this will go really deep into your spirit if you'll just open your heart this morning. Throw off uh, every distraction, throw off tiredness and fatigue this morning. Because I tell you right now, this word will breathe life into you this morning. The second thing that the Bible helps us to learn is that the word of God is what the Holy Spirit uses to quicken us. The word of God is what the Holy Spirit will use to quicken us. Psalm 119 verse 107 says... I'm afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to your word. So it's the word of God that the Spirit of God is going to use to quicken us. Romans 4.17, this is talking about Abraham. It says, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead. In other words, he quickens the dead. He gives life to the dead and he calls, he speaks, he prophesies, he declares things that aren't as though they are. You can only do that when you understand that there's a word of God for you that the Spirit of God is breathing on in your circumstance. Your finances might look dead. Your relationships might look dead. You might have got a bad report from the doctor, but the word of God says this and I declare it right now because the word of God holds place in my life above everything else. Those things might be a fact, 
but it's not the truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Give something for the Holy Spirit to work with. If you're not reading your Bible, I encourage you to. I encourage you to. For in the Word of God, there is the tool, the, the instrument, the thing that the Spirit of God is going to use. This tells, you know, like this whole thing about uh, uh, the, uh, Romans 4, 17. It says, this tells us that God gives life to the dead. And it's through His Word that He makes life happen. We can't do this on our own or in our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit and the Word of God so that we can live in and through God. I want to give, encourage you. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6 says this, yet, it, for, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through, all, through whom all things came and through whom we live. So we live for the Father through Christ. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that he empowers us to do this. So to have faith in God, to keep, to start small, to keep it simple, to go with the kick, we've got to do two things. Here's two things that you've got to do today. Just two things I want you to do today. Two things that will last you for an eternity. Two things that will set you up for success, that will enable you to Tap into all the promises and the, 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 the Word of God for your life. Two things. Number one, be filled with the Spirit. 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 Whatever you need to do to be filled with the Spirit. How, how are you filled? For me, it's worship. It's, it's prayer, it's, 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 it's solitude, it's sitting down with a notepad and my Bible and allowing the Scriptures to be opened because it's great to read the Bible if you've got one. Open up the Word of God. Start to, to read. Have a Bible reading plan. Whatever you need to do to, to uh, be filled with the Spirit. In, uh, in uh, Ephesians chapter 5.18, let's turn there. Ephesians, that's in the Old Testament. Just kidding, by the way. It says, do not be drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. You know when you, you can tell when someone's filled with the Spirit? There's a rhythm, there's a, there's a song to how they talk to you. There's a melody to... When a person's not filled with the Spirit, there's a crash, there's a boom, there's a, it's just not good. I've, been, I've driven on the roads when people haven't been filled with the Spirit. I've also been when they have been filled with the wrong Spirit, though. How do you know what I'm talking about? Just checking. So be continually filled with, continually flowing with the Holy Spirit. Second thing. So there's two things you've got to do. Second thing you've got to do is let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Richly. Let's have a look. Colossians chapter 3.16. I love the Bible. I love the, 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 the really good bits. Uh, that, you, know, you, can, you can marry them together. John 3.16. Powerful, powerful verse. Jo Colossians 3.16. Powerful, powerful verse. 
1 Corinthians 3.16, powerful, powerful verse. I better read the scripture. I get distracted again. You lot are distracting me. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. Richly. So let's break this down. Let the word of Christ, the word of God, the logos of God, let the word of God, the Bible, the scriptures, however you want to phrase it, let the word of God richly dwelling within you. It's the word of God. See, here's what I've learned about God. God did not always promise to endorse our words and thoughts, but he will always endorse his words and his thoughts. Did you catch that? Do you want me to say it again? Because I know that some people taking notes. That was a hint. Jane's taking notes. So I told you someone. God didn't always promise to endorse our words and our thoughts, but he will always endorse his words and his thoughts. See, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's to dwell. It's to reside. It's to to, to live inside of us. It's in our hearts. It's in our minds. It's in us. It's a part of us. We've become one with the word. It's, it's, in, it's in us. That's why it's, it's really good to memorize Scripture sometimes. If you're going through a particularly unpeaceful season, find a peaceful Scripture and declare that on the inside. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, etc. So let it dwell in you. Let it be there richly. Let there be no lack. Let it be a generous portion of the Word of God that sits within your spirit and within your heart within your mind. Let it be there in abundance. You say, you know, well, I've, I've tried to read the whole Bible and I, I read passages and it, and it doesn't, you know, sort of like sink in. I, I, I contend with that. I contend with that. Because there's been times where I, I, I've read the Bible and like you, I thought, well, that, I didn't get anything out of that. But then you go through something and all of a sudden, boom, what you read in that, that passage, what you read at that time where you thought it didn't go in, you suddenly realize it did go in because you think, oh, that, what was that word? What was that? I'll, I'll go back to it. And there it is. You know that you've read it. And God's, how did you know? Because it's stuck. It's stuck. It's stuck on the inside because you were richly and abundantly putting the word of God into your life. See, it's this word, the Logos word of Christ dwelling in us, that the Holy Spirit will quicken in us to become a Rhema word to us. Absolutely. It, it's the, the Logos word of Christ dwelling in us that the Holy Spirit will quicken in us to become a rhema word to us. He will quicken that word to us. He will quicken something to us so that it becomes a, a living word within us. And that's when we go with the kick. That's when we go with what he's talking to us about. That's when we go with that sign of life. Spits flying. When we go with a sign of life that the Spirit of God has given to us. So here's some thoughts. 
Here's some things that the Holy Spirit will quicken to us from his word. Now, there are absolutely oodles of things. Okay? Look up oodles. It means a lot. Look at it on dictionary.com. You might find something really interesting about it. I don't know that you will, but anyhow. So, number one, through God's word, the Holy Spirit quickens us with new life. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, it tells us that we were by nature spiritually dead. However, when we become born again, we are quickened to life by the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Peter 1.23 says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. I think it was Jesus himself said, oh, don't quote me on this, but someone said in the Bible, in between Revelation and, and, and Genesis, they said, though heaven and earth may pass away, my word will never pass away. There's an endurance to the word of God. No matter what you're going through, the Word of God will sustain you through whatever it is you're going through because there's no end to the Word of God. That's worth thinking about. Salah, pause. See, it's the seed of the new life which is dropped into our souls and which makes us alive to God. There's life in us, in God. Romans 6.11 says, So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the, sin, the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. You're alive to God. Through Jesus. He's enabled you to do this. See, a Christian is one who is born again and receives the new life of the risen Christ. It's his life. Where, you know, the, the former things have gone. Behold, all things have become new. Uh, what, the old creation's gone. New creation's come. John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. We've been quickened to life through God's word by the power of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, through God's word, the Holy Spirit quickens us to pray. Wow, pray. Acts chapter 9, let's read that. Lucky I've got these little tabs in my Bible. I have no clue where these bits are. Acts chapter 9, verses 9 to 11 says this. <clears throat> For three days Saul was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a, vi in a vision. Ananias. Gee, that was a lucky guess by God to get his name right, wasn't it? Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. That's the only street ever named in the Bible. Straight Street. God's a God of straight lines. Or at least straight streets anyway. And ask for a man named, from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. See, immediately after his conversion, there is an evidence, a fruit of his new life in Christ, that he had really been born again, and it was that he was praying. Prayer, prayer is an evidence or a fruit of the Spirit, of being born again. As Christians, we are frequently conscious of the Holy Spirit within us, urging us to pray. He leads us to the place of prayer, and then he shows us how to pray. 
There's a, you know, a well-known passage in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27. It says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words can't express. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. See, the Holy Spirit quickens us to pray and helps us to pray. Sometimes... It's not for us that we're praying for. There's been many times where I've had a dream and I've been woken up in the middle of the night and I've I had this dream about someone or you know, I, I, during the day or somewhere you get this thought about someone. I've always taken that as a prompt from the Holy Spirit that I need to pray for that person. If it's been a bad nightmare, then I'm praying for protection. I'm praying for breakthrough. I'm praying, Lord, that you'd hover and send angels around that person, guard their lives, guard their family. If you see them being blessed in the lottery, get to be really good friends with them. I get myself into so much trouble. Number three, I think it's number three. Uh, Through God's word, the Holy Spirit quickens us to believe right so that we can live right. So you've got to believe right before you live right. It's not the other way around. You don't act your way to believing. You believe your way to acting. Many times in Psalm 119, the psalmist prays God would show him the right way and enable him to walk in that way. And this is exactly what the Holy Spirit does as we turn to God's Word with the desire to hear Him speaking to us. Psalm 119 verse 15 says, I'll meditate on your precepts, on your Word, and contemplate your ways. That's a powerful, take time to meditate on the Word of God. Ask, you know, what does this Word mean? Who's this Word being spoken to? You know, start to understand what the Word of God says so that it helps you to understand things from God's perspective, the thing that He's trying to speak to us about, so that then we can then say, well, is that how my life, what do I need to do as a result of this Word? I need to apply this Word to my life. That's why it's great to have a devotion. Read the Bible, let it ask you some questions, but then change your life by applying the word see that's where how we build on a on a firm foundation is that we actually put into practice what we read in the word of God yes wow because if we don't put it into practice we're building on sand and I want to build on a rock I want to be around for a long time I've got grandchildren and great-grandchildren I want to play with and stir the parents up over lovingly of course Psalm 103 verse 7 says, and this isn't in your notes up on there, so you're just going to have to write this one down on your own. He he made his ways to Moses known and his acts to the children of Israel. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of God. Huge difference. Because you can tell by the way a person acts what's gone on but you can do that from a distance and you have to judge because you don't know what's in their heart but when we know the ways of God like God showed Moses we are in intimacy we're taught why did you do that how did you do this what were you thinking when you did that tell me your your ways help me to see your character what's your nature about why do you love people especially him we get to know the ways of God it's not just about the, the great big acts. They're wonderful. Honestly, they really are wonderful. But find out the ways of God. 
Find out the ways of God. When we meditate on God's word and contemplate his ways, we are building a relationship of intimacy with the Lord. We are getting to know him as he really is. Acts 17 verse 11 says the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica and listened eagerly to Paul's message. I can tell that he's eagerly listening to, to this message this morning. They searched the scriptures, it says, day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. I could be preaching out of the Reader's Digest for what some people know. Because you don't read the Bible, you don't check what I'm saying. I'm saying this in love. I'm, I'm, I'm messing about with you, but you know what? There's an underlying truth to that as well. Because we've got to be disciples. I'm a follower, a, just a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. I am following hard after. I'm a passionate follower of Christ. You want to see me fire up in a minute? I tell you, we need to, to stir ourselves. To, to see what God is doing, find out what God's doing, find out his ways, meditate on his word. Whew. You ever had those dreams? And I'm going to be blunt real here. I'm going to be blunt this morning. Is this a good word? Is this a great word? Well, I feel like I'm dreaming and, and walking through treacle right now. I, I need some feedback in how you're going, okay? Because... Right now, and this is not about just pumping me up, this is about you engaging with the Spirit of God and opening that area of your life and changing the way sometimes. You've got to get excited about the Word. Because if you can't get excited in church about the Word of God, you've got no hope about being excited about your faith in, in the street when you're talking to your neighbor about Jesus. Why do you think I'm out there waving to people going past? Because I want them to know that this is a friendly church, a warm church, a welcoming church. And I can do that right out there. And I would pray that I'd have 20 or 30 people lined up alongside of me, waving to people as, as they go past. Because why? If I can't do that at church, how on earth am I going to do it in my workplace? I wave to Naomi in her office every day. <laughs> just so that she knows I love Jesus and I love her. Through God's word, the Holy Spirit quickens us to live with a heavenly perspective. How can we be weaned away from the ways of the world? How can we have our hearts and our minds focused on God? Well, Colossians 3, chapter, one, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 3 says this. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, this is the result. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Set, live with an eternal perspective. Live with a heavenly perspective. We are just sojourners here. It says, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. I think Paul said something about that in, in his communion talk. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Selah. How easy it is for us to live only for this world and what a tragedy it is when that happens. How do we get out of that? Well, Psalm 121 verses 1 to 2 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's where your help's going to come from, for goodness sake. How, how can you call into being on earth if you don't know what's in heaven? 
You know, that's what the Lord's Prayer is all about. You know, start to think, uh, as it, uh, do on, uh, what's this, uh, help me, my, my brain's gone to mush. Um, on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, thank you. Someone reads their Bible, I praise God for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can tell I don't. As it is in heaven, let it come. On earth as it is in heaven. I knew it was something like that. I'll get it at the end, but by the end. On earth as it is in heaven. How can you say it's on earth if you don't know what's in heaven? If your mind's not there, if your eyes aren't there, if your heart's not there. My last point. Praise God. Through God's word, the Holy Spirit quickens and sustains us in hard times. I think that everyone would agree that this year, a lot of people have been through a hard time. A lot of people have been through a hard time. There's been fear. There's been loss. There's been some things that maybe our government have done that people don't understand. Can I just say in relation to that? Unless you are the Prime Minister of Australia or a government official, don't judge them. Pray for them. Pray for them. I would not have a clue of the stress in the decisions that they make. My Bible tells me, just pray for them. It's been difficult for everybody. Pastors and leaders around the world are trying to navigate their way through this. I know that, that some, because they have no technology ability, they don't have any understanding of technology, that their churches have closed. We, we've got, it's been a difficult year. And this is what I love about the Word of God. See, this is where the Spirit of God uses the Word of God to point us and help us to be sustained in hard times. Psalm 71 verse 20 says, Though you've made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. Say again. Again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. See, the operative word in this passage is again. The psalmist has fallen and he needed to be lifted up and to be revived. It's easy for us to get spiritually out of touch with the Lord and to become even disobedient at times. To deny the Lord, or just like Peter did, or to turn away from Him when it gets too hard, or to walk in the flesh or in our own self-effort, or to allow wrong attitudes, and to become sometimes lukewarm. We all go through those seasons. But again, would you revive me? He, again, would he come, he comes to him. And see, at such times, we need the quickening work of the Holy Spirit to renew our love for the Lord and our determination to please him. Psalm 119, verses 20, uh, sorry, 92 to 93 says, Unless your law had been my delight, I should then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts. In other words, I'll never forget your word. For with them you have quickened me. God quickens us with his word. There's life in his word. The psalmist is saying, if God hadn't quickened me, if God hadn't brought this life to me when I was in trouble, I would have perished. I'd have been through. I'd have been all over. But he did quicken me and he did it through his word. 
there's, there's an old saying. Clean Bible, dirty heart. Dirty Bible, clean heart. What is it saying? It means that where someone's written all over it, they're underlined stuff, they've highlighted different bits, they've got dog ears on certain passages, they've got uh, bookmarks in there and stuff like that. You can bet your bottom's dollar that there's a bookmark, there's a a highlight and written on that person's heart, that they've delved into the Word of God, they've allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to them and touch their heart in such a way. Now, some people don't like marking their Bible, and that's fine, it's not a... An indictment is just a saying, it's just something someone said. See, we need God to quicken us through His Word because at such times we should always turn to the Word of God, allowing the Holy Spirit to quicken that Word to and in and through us. Whether you need life today or to talk with the Lord or to believe and live right or to lift your vision or for God to rescue you, allow the Holy Spirit to quicken the Word of God to you today. That's my encouragement. Go with the kick. Have faith in God. Start small. That's great. Keep it simple. You don't need to to make it complicated. Christians make things so hard at times. Just lighten up. And go with a kick. Where is the Spirit of God breathing life on His Word to you today? John 6, 63. You might have heard this passage once. It's the Spirit that quickens. It's the Spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, says Jesus, because it's in red, they are Spirit and they are life. Through God's Word, the Holy Spirit quickens life in and through us. L-I-F-E. Life. What does that mean for us? This is what I did in, in five minutes of sitting down with a thesaurus. And every one of them starts with F, so it's got to be God. Living in faith every day. That's what we can do. The Spirit of God can help us to live in faith because He'll quicken a word to you. You can live in faith. You can live in the Father every day. You can live in fullness every day. You can live in freedom every day. You can live in fellowship every day. You can live in fearlessness every day. You don't have to live in fear. You can live in fearlessness every day. You can live in fascination every day. What's that mean? Awe and wonder at His goodness and His grace and His love. You can do that. You can have Him speak to you. You live in fascination every day. You can live in favour every day. The favour of God pouring out over your life. The favour of God on your relationships. The favour of God on your application for a promotion. Your favour of God on that application for a job. The favour of God on your kids as you pray over their pillow and stuff like that. As you're sending them off to school with that, that their report cards. The favour of God's on them. Favour of God on feasibility. You think, what on earth are you talking about there? Feasibility. It's possible. All things are possible for those who are in Christ Jesus. All things are possible. Living in fertility every day. What's that? Fruitfulness. There's going to be a heavenly, divine fruit in my life. Wait until I start to get passionate about Jesus. Living in fierceness every day. What's that mean? Boldness, courage. 
You can come at me wherever you want, devil. I don't care anymore because I'm standing on the Word of God. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Fierceness. I can live fierce every day. I can live firmly. Firmly. I'm planted. I'm anchored in Christ. He is my rampart. He's my strong tower, my fortress. Wait until I get wound up. See, it's the Holy Spirit is the one that quickens us. He, he, who needs to be quickened by the Holy Spirit this morning? Anyone here need to be quickened by the Holy Spirit this morning? Let's stand to our feet. I'm done. Worship team, whoever's coming up, maybe it's a CD, I don't know. Who needs to be quickened by the Spirit of God this morning? Who needs the Spirit of God to quicken you this morning? Who needs a word from God this morning? Who needs life, L-I-F-E, have faith, living in faith every day, living in faith every, living in, do you need to live in favour today? Do you need the favour of God on your life? Do you need fertility? Do you need a fruitfulness in your life this morning? Maybe if you're struggling to have kids or whatever, you can live in fertility. Speak that over your life. Come on. This morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit imparts life to us and He quickens us, His Word to us this morning. This morning, in Jesus' name, lift your hands to heaven. I pray for a release of life right now in the name of Jesus over every person, no matter what their need is right now, right now where they need life. I pray, I pray right now, plop Scriptures, verses in their hearts and in their minds right now. Let them remember those words. Let them remember those words. Let them remember those words. Father, I thank You that You've spoken prophetically over Your people in the past. They have not seen the, the fulfilment of those words yet. But right now, I pray that You'd quicken those words back to life in the hearts of Your people today in the Name of Jesus. I breathe life over them by the Spirit of God right now in Jesus' mighty Name. Quicken us, Holy Spirit. Quicken us, Holy Spirit. Quicken us to Your Word. Quicken us to Your presence. Quicken us to Your power. Quicken us to Your favour. Quicken us to our breakthrough in Jesus' Name this morning. Come Holy Spirit, reveal your love and your grace to your people today in Jesus' mighty name. And God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honour. We give you majesty this morning in Jesus' wonderful name. I believe right now that the Spirit of God is bringing back to your remembrance words, prophetic words that have been spoken over your life. You need to search those words out and speak them out, declare them, because the enemies tried to keep you quiet, tried to shut you up, tried to shut your mouth, tried to make circumstances so that you believe that you never see the fulfilment of that. I come against that in the name of Jesus and I declare every word of God is established. Every God, word of God be established in your life. Right now, I believe that God is giving you scriptures. He's giving you a verse. He's giving you a passage. He's giving you a story from the Word of God. I want you to write that Word down. I want you to search out that Word, to read that Word, to soak in that Word, to meditate in that Word, to contemplate what it says. Say, ask God, what did you do in this? Why did you do that? Get to know the ways of God. Get to know the, not just His acts. His acts are wonderful. They start us on this journey. They attract us to His presence. 
but it's in knowing His ways that we'll be established in a deep abiding relationship with the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Just want to take a moment. Just want to take a moment. Uh, speak to our friends online. The Father loves you so much. He was willing to give His Son as a sacrifice for you. He loves you so much that He sent Jesus to die in your place. And I believe that Jesus is reaching out to you right now. I believe that the Spirit of God is making Himself known to you online right now. Open your heart to Him. Open your heart to Him. It's as simple as saying, Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I believe that what this bloke's been banging on about is real. I believe that Jesus is real. Make yourself known to me, Lord Jesus. Come into my life. Help me to live your way, to be empowered by your Spirit and to have life in all of its abundance. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Bless your people today. In Jesus' mighty name.